You are listening to the Business Life and Coffee podcast, episode number 136. Last week, Scott Beebe, a master business coach, taught us the importance of building and teaching systems in our business so we can stop being so doggone busy and instead become the chief training officer of our organizations. This week, you will hear from dating expert Greg Schwartz, who will help you build up the confidence about approaching a potential mate and a potential client. There's something for everyone, so you'll want to tune in. And also a quick programming note, I recorded this podcast on the go, so the audio quality on my end isn't as great, but it's not unbearable. I definitely think you're going to get something out of it, and Greg's really got some awesome information to say about building your LinkedIn profile, how to look at your website, and how to really get inside your customer's head. This week's episode is also brought to you by ConvertKit. Email marketing for online creators. ConvertKit is the perfect tool for passively building your email list. Why is this important? Because if you want to have a successful business, people need to know about you. And what better way to get people to know about you and to try your product than giving something away online? I use ConvertKit to promote a free seven-day leadership course. And now that it's online, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Check out the link in the show notes to begin your free trial. A review of the week comes from Julian Hayes II. He says, This podcast provides great depth to those who are looking for inspiration and wisdom to get their day going, along with bettering themselves. Hey, Julian, thanks so much for reviewing the podcast, man, and I hope things are going well for you down in Tennessee. And if you're listening, I want to hear from you as well. So make sure you subscribe and review on iTunes so I can read your review on the next episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. While you're listening, screenshot this episode and share it to your IG Insta story or Twitter and tag me at Joey V Price HR. We'll connect because I love sharing posts on my Insta story too. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, it's your girl Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy Joey Price. I have a question for you. What do entrepreneurs and online daters have in common? Well, they both need a really good pitch. And today we are going to be listening to and hearing from Greg Swartz, who knows all about helping you increase your confidence. Greg is an online dating coach for entrepreneurs, and he can be found at MakeOnlineDatingFun.com. Hey, Greg, thanks for joining the show. Hey, happy to be here. Now, I know we're running this podcast shortly after the February holiday, which is the season of love. And so it's very timely because if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you struck out with your Valentine or didn't have a Valentine, or if you want to improve... Uh, your relationship with your Valentine. I think you really want to tune in to what Greg's got to say. So, hey, Greg, give us a quick elevator pitch about what you do for entrepreneurs. Sure. So I help professional men to rock online dating. And what I find is entrepreneurs and a lot of guys really are frustrated with dating and particularly online dating because they just don't get that many matches. The few matches they get they have a really hard time getting a conversation going. And then those few conversations pretty much never turn into dates. And really what they want is a partner who is up for being with a guy who's being an entrepreneur, who's going after something in life and who isn't just hanging around having a boring nine to five. And it's a real struggle for them, but they know they want it. So I help them get a ton of awesome dates and find someone. So Greg, what are some of the top three or four challenges that entrepreneurs face in the dating scene that are different than typical daters? So one of them is the fact that they are an entrepreneur. And particularly if it's, you know, I'm building my business, 
So if you say on your profile, you know, oh, I'm starting a company on blank, blank, you have to word it in the right way. Otherwise, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're an actor in L.A. and everybody's an actor in L.A. and it really means that you're just a waiter. And so you really have to phrase it in a way that sounds empowering, sounds confident, and sounds excited about what you're working on rather than, you know, oh, well, I'm trying to put a company together in my garage and I hope I can get funding. So that's one. The second one that I see is since they're not going to work, they're really not meeting a lot of people in sort of dating appropriate circles. Because, you know, yes, you, you certainly meet people that you could date while you're networking and while you're working. But that just sends all kinds of mixed signals. And so that's one of the reasons that I really encourage entrepreneurs to use online dating and to go to explicit dating events. Because then you know the context is, I am interested in this man or woman for a date. There's no question of like, oh, are we business partners? Are we business contacts? Am I trying to sell you something? Am I asking you on a date? Or maybe more than one. And that's when it gets really confusing. So really utilizing that just helps. Yeah, Greg, I think one of the biggest things for entrepreneurs, whether it's dating, whether it's launching your business, whether it's showering or <laughs> going to the gym, it's that whole time management principle and the fact that your time is so precious because especially when you're starting out, I remember um, I had a rule for myself where I wasn't going to date anyone until I uh, was able to bring some revenue because I wanted to be able to treat someone for a date. But thankfully, that's changed and, and the way that we date nowadays has changed. But Greg, what would you say are some tips for entrepreneurs that are looking to combat the hurdle of, I'm not making that much money, but I want to go out and date someone? So actually, it's funny you say that because one of the things that I notice with my men is that they're worried about spending too much money on dating because often the only way they're used to it is, well, the first date is dinner and drinks and, you know, that's like 50 to 100 bucks. And the second date is like dinner, drinks and a movie and that's, you know, 150. And I'm immediately going, whoa, slow down, dude. So one of the things that I teach all of my clients, even if they're not entrepreneurs, is that you actually want a much simpler first date. You know, you want to maybe go get some coffee and walk around a park or better yet, go get something that isn't coffee and isn't, you know, an alcoholic drink. Stand out from the crowd. That's basically what every guy is going to say is you want to get coffee or you want to get drinks. So go get ice cream. If you're in a cold place, that can actually be a lot of fun because a lot of people think it's weird to get ice cream when it's cold. But if that's too cold for you, fine. Go get a smoothie. Go get cider. Go get hot chocolate. Go do something where you can walk around a park or the waterfront or even just a nice big grassy field. And so you're walking around outside with this food or drink that you have and you're just talking. Because that's a lot more natural than sitting in a coffee shop facing off from the other person across the table. And now there's this noisy coffee shop all around you. And it's also honestly boring. So many women complain about that. Really? Oh, yeah. Big time. So I do coach women as well. And they just go off on I'm so tired of getting asked on another coffee or another drink. And yeah, it's, it is one of the things they complain about all the time. Okay, well, so let's spice things up a little bit. Um, I have friends that are dating, also friends that are married, and even some of my married friends, you'll, you'll see them at the coffee shop. What are some innovative dates that will take your dating life to the next level? So for first dates, actually the number, probably the number one thing that I recommend is ice cream because it is so out of the ordinary that it tends to get a really good reaction. And also if you find out someone hates ice cream and you love ice cream, that's a pretty good thing to figure out in advance. But in all seriousness, ice cream is good because it's so different. 
And you can do roughly the same thing with other types of food. So if you know in your city, there happens to be a really good cookie bar or a soda bar, or there's a place that has phenomenal smoothies, all of those can be great for first dates. Excellent. I'm <laughs> jotting those down. I'm going to take my wife out to some of these here. Now, let's pivot a little bit. And again, we're talking with Greg Schwartz, who is over at makeonlinedatingfun.com. Greg, let's walk through the ideal online dating profile and let's look at it in two ways, right? Because I'm not going to be on profiles, you know, selfishly because uh, I'm married, but let's look at it from the bare bones perspective of, okay, online dating profiles are to attract interest. LinkedIn profiles are also about attracting interest. Facebook profiles, Instagram profiles, what are some of the common threads that you're seeing that make for a great profile? Yeah, so there is a ton of overlap and particularly LinkedIn and online dating profiles is a really good direction to think because both of them, you're doing it so that someone can in some way indicate interest to you. Now, you know, as a straight man, generally you're going to be reaching out but even on LinkedIn, where you might be reaching out or you might be simply showing them your profile to help create more credibility, you want to be thinking in terms of not what you think about yourself. You want to think in terms of what they are going to perceive about you. And this is actually one of the most common photo mistakes I see. And actually, slight tangent, I built a tool for this because it is so common. So if you go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash BLC, business, life, and coffee, I'll send you a link over to this AI-based tool. And basically what it is, is everybody puts up photos that look great to them. It's the photo of you when you're five years old at your birthday party. It's the photo of you and your seven best friends, all with huge smiles on your faces. Or it's the photo of you and your best girlfriend, because you're like, you know, I want to show that women like me. And the problem with all of these is to you, you know that's a friend, not your actual girlfriend. Or you know which person you are in that group of seven. But a stranger doesn't. A stranger looks at those and goes, okay, so why is this guy showing me his ex-girlfriend? And a stranger looks at the seven of you and goes, wait, which, which one is he? You know what? I don't even care. Next. And you have the same issue with LinkedIn and frankly, with any part of your dating profile. If you write about it where you're using all the jargon from your industry, that's not going to appeal to anyone but another person just like you. So in a past uh, career, I was a user experience designer. And if I write on my LinkedIn profile that I did heuristic analysis and I did interaction design and I did user-based ethnography and research, the only people who understand anything I just said are the other UX designers in the audience. Yeah, Greg, you lost me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if I tell you, I helped my clients make their sites easier to use. I helped my clients improve their application so they could get funding. If I tell you I helped my clients to make their tool so easy to use that their customers called them and gushed about how good it was. I'm not using any jargon, but now you know what I did. And now you're like, wow, that sounds cool. How do I get that? Same thing with the dating profile. You don't want to talk about all of the niche interests you have that you don't care if your partner has them. So for example, one of the things that I see besides those photos is that people talk about stereotypically masculine or feminine interests. So for example, on their profile, guys will have hunting or drinking beer with a bunch of their buddies or fishing or going and watching sports. 
And, you know, those things are fine. I don't have a problem with them. And frankly, the woman who is really going to fall for you probably won't either. But it is not what is going to attract her. What is going to attract her is going to be the stuff that is not stereotypically masculine, particularly stereotypically masculine in a unattractive way. So same thing with LinkedIn. You know, you want to write about not the humdrum things that you did that nobody actually finds interesting. You want to write about the awesome things that make you stand out. And on your dating profile, you're not going to talk about hunting and fishing. You're going to talk about the things that it's really important you share with your partner. You're going to talk about how important it is to do self-development. Or you're going to talk about how important it is that you're close to your family and you want someone else who is close to their family. All the things that they're going to go, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You said it all at the beginning with the, with the user experience concept where you should be writing your profile or talking about yourself in a way that relates to the person receiving it. Exactly. You want to basically imagine sort of the kind of person you're looking for. And I keep saying woman, by the way. So if there are any gay men in the audience, I'm not, not trying to you know, push you out. I work with gay men too. So the woman or man that you're looking for, that sort of perfect person, you want to get in their head and figure out, okay, what are the parts of me that are going to attract that person, that are going to make that person go, ooh, ooh, you're awesome. Okay, I want to swipe right on you. I want to respond to your message. I want to say, yeah, let's go on a date next week. For sure. So for the skeptic, Greg, that's saying, oh, I, I hear you, this kind of makes sense, but uh, I don't know, dating profiles aren't that deep. They're not that serious. Why or what, what would your response be to that person? Like, why, why does it take this level of intentionality to get your long-term life partner through online dating? Well, I'd say two things. The first thing I would say is if you have that perspective, and I hear that perspective a fair amount, my next question is always, great, how's it working for you? And inevitably, the men and the women that tell me that, they're like, well, online dating doesn't really work for me. I don't really know why, but yeah, it doesn't actually work. I'm like, well, I can tell you one reason, having that perspective. But the other thing I'd say is, it's really whether or not you want to actually get something out of it. If you feel like online dating for the next 15 years, going on a few mediocre dates and maybe meeting someone who's a halfway decent match at the end of that 15 years, cool, don't put any effort in. But it's the same thing as crafting the pages on your own company's website. It's the same thing as practicing the elevator pitch that you use when you're at a networking event or at a conference. If you want to have it pay off, you put an effort to make it good and to make it relevant. So, Greg, what can men, women, what can anyone do to convey greater confidence online? Because I think it's very possible for someone to look at a profile and you just kind of, I can see this when people write cover letters because I'm in HR. So when people write cover letters or when I'm interviewing people and they lack that confidence, what are some tips you have for portraying, exuding, overflowing confidence as you present yourself online? So it actually ties into what I was talking about before with figuring out what this sort of perfect woman or man that you are looking for, what it is about them that you want, and then figuring out what it is about you that would attract them. Because once you figure that out, and by the way, this is totally applicable for writing a cover letter or pitching yourself at an event, you want to think about who are you trying to attract and you want to then think the parts of me that are going to attract them, how do I polish those? How do I get clear on them? And how do I get good at telling stories about that? And let me explain why I'm saying stories. If I tell you I'm a trustworthy man who's a great catch, 
you go, uh-huh, yeah, right. But if I tell you about how I have all these friends that I help when they're down, and that when the going gets tough, I'm the guy in my community that people turn to and say, hey, I'm, I'm really screwed. I need help. And then I tell you that I've got this community of 500 people where we do that. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, okay, you've clearly got some credibility with these people. And also, even though I never said the word trustworthy, I never said the word credibility. Now I have credibility with you. Because if I tell you a story, you believe it. If I tell you the fact, you don't. So same thing, not only in a dating profile, but also in networking. If I come up to you and say, I'm the best salesman in the world, you're like, sure you are. But if I tell you a little one sentence story about how good of a salesman I am, you're like, wow, okay, yeah, I get it. Same thing on a dating profile. You tell them the traditional list. I'm a smart guy who's really looking for a life partner and enjoys life and walks on the beach. No one believes that. If you get into the whole adjective list, it's even worse. People actually just ignore it. But if you tell them a little story, one or two sentences about the most important qualities that are going to attract that person you want, then they believe you. So going back to confidence, here's the interesting thing. I found that because I noticed how effective it was in making profiles. But then as I was teaching it, I noticed that as we would polish those stories, the guys would suddenly get so much more confident. And so I actually started investigating a little bit. And in particular, one guy who was a uh, working on a PhD in computer science, every time he would go to a party, he'd talk to women there and their eyes would glaze over because he'd start talking about algorithms and end search trees and A-star and all of these different things. And they're just gone. Nice meeting you. I'm going to go get a drink. And instead, he starts telling them stories about the creativity he has and the passions he has. And their eyes started lighting up. And the interesting thing is he felt clear on the story to tell. So the first bit, as I delved into this, was knowing the, the story that you're going to tell and the aspect of yourself gives you confidence because all of a sudden you know how you will be valued by this person. The second thing is you know how to communicate that value in a way that they will respond to. And then the third thing is you know how to communicate that in a way they respond and you have practice with it and you've seen it happen. So you have trust in that. It's not just me saying, yeah, talk about this aspect of yourself. It'll work great. It's you saying, no, look, I've done this. I know that people respond to it well. And that gives you confidence. Great. Those are great tips. And I'm going to actually practice those when I when I do public speaking. I'm going to practice those when I I'm going to take a look at my LinkedIn profile and see how self-serving it is. And I'll try to flip it around and confidently attract the, uh, the small businesses that I'm looking to attract. I'm going to give you the last word here on our podcast. Your information has been incredibly insightful. I think you've helped a lot of men and women with standing out and being attractive online. So Greg, where can people find you and what will you have to say in our final minutes together? Sure. So you can find me at makeonlinedatingfund.com. And what I would actually tell you to do is go to makeonlinedatingfund.com slash BLC, business, life, and coffee. And I'll send you to this AI-based profile upgrade tool that I mentioned. And ladies, this will work for you as well. So if you're on Tinder or OkCupid or a few other services, what it'll do is you'll connect it to that service and it'll give you feedback. Hey, this profile photo looks like you and your ex. Or, hey, you know, your profile has a lot of negative language and lots of other stuff. 
and it'll just upgrade your online dating. And guys, yes, I do work with men. So go ahead and reach out. If you're like, I'm really ready to take my online dating to the next level, then go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash BLC. And there'll be a spot where you can say, okay, I want to talk to Greg and set up a time and really find out how I can actually invest in finding a partner instead of just getting a date every three months on Tinder. So everybody listening, I hope your dating goes awesome. Hope your business goes awesome and have a great rest of your day. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.